We're going to dive into everything Australian sports. This time for the big A to win the game for Australia from nowhere. Articulate why we want to have a bet. Yeah, we love golf. A little pep up. And a look at across every other sport, particularly our fancy. Where's Pappenhausen now? <laughs> Welcome to the early crow. Rule number one, never force a bet. Early Crow, Tommy, episode five. Uh, big week last week, particularly for myself, but um, we got a job done in the golf. Victor Hovland, let's start with Victor. Oh my lordy, lordy, lord. Um, if you didn't own a set of pings you'd be, and you were about to buy a set of clubs, you'd have to be buying ping. Like, he's so dialed in. It's like a video game. It is, isn't it? He's uh, two, two weeks in a row. Um, just turned him my favourite golfer. We pumped him up last week. Um, just incredible again. He's he just puts it on the green, bang putt. He's uh, he's on fire. Good to see. Good young good young golfer as well, and really looking forward to the future for him. Can't wait for the Ryder Cup. Big week in golf with the Ryder Cup. The Americans uh, went. They have to. So the Ryder Cup, the Americans and the Europeans six qualify. Then the captain picks six. The Americans have picked their their twelve. A uh, little bit of controversy with JT, Justin Thomas getting the nod, you know, bit of boys club gear. What do you think about it? It's uh, it's an interesting one because he's obviously not playing his uh, his best golf at the moment, but I don't know, he might, he might stand up for him, um, play for the team and, and get it done. But it's, uh, it is very interesting and in how it all works, a bit of a boys club, um, but is what it is. He's been there. Um, you sort of got to earn He's your been there right? and he's done it before, and it just adds to the narrative, I reckon, of the of the Ryder Cup, which is probably the the best week in. Well, it's top. It's it's one of the best weeks in golf, no doubt. Would you have picked him, or would you have gone with a Keegan Bradley sort of operation, or even old um, sweaty sweaty man who cost us a lot of cash the last couple of uh, times he won? Lucas Lucas Glover, Strixen operator. It's a tough one, isn't it? Or I'd probably just go Justin Thomas just because he's been there before. It's a bit like um, taking a very inexperienced sort of player in and it's probably not... He's, they're going all right, but they're not going that well. If he's banging down the door, you'd probably pick him, but he's he's not banging, banging down the door. Yeah, I think JT will like boy the boys and he's, he's a major winner. So I'm going JT, yeah. uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, you're into the finals, my man. You did it. You did it. Like it was, a, yep. it was a grim, very grim mid-year, but we've made it. Uh, how you going? How's the boys? Yeah, it was good. It was, uh, yeah, it was looking f- pretty uh, grim there, f- probably from around around 14, 13, 14. But uh, we we got together and uh, made a pack and uh, won six six of the last seven to get us in there, which was which was a good effort. And uh, we look forward to the finals. Everyone loves playing finals. What you play footy for, and we uh, go to the MCG next Friday night. Sold out um, within an hour. I'm I'm hearing so uh, should be 90 plus there. Um, it's, it's that's what it's all about. I reckon you love playing those big games, big crowds, and um, feel feel very privileged to be able to do it. Shout out to my mum. Got me a ticket. Love you, die. Um, we got like Swans got real hot, but we got real cold in that in the rugby league. I mean, one of the great starts of all time, 3-0, 3-0, 3-0. Uh, now we land 6-6, six and six, breaking even. Um, <laughs> we need him, don't we? We need we need Lizard. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I think it's obviously the last round of the NRL, but I had a look in the 7-11s this week. He wasn't there. 
Um, but <laughs> big slurpy he must be man. Still in Bellina. Ballina. And he's Ballina. Ballina, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Uh, 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 but, uh, yeah, so. Obviously, for those playing at home, when uh, Paps goes to Byron, which, you know, the, his age is lifestyle, they do a fair bit. He's obviously flying straight into Cool and Gutter. Yeah, some of us <laughs> flying to Ballina on the Jetstar flight. Paps more a Virgin operator, I think, into Cool and Gatter. So full credit to you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for those playing at home, Ballina just next to Byron Bay. Um, and the, <laughs> the a, ponies. It's the last round. Last round of the yeah, NRL, so though. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be obviously tougher to bet in the finals, but uh, we'll have a few few next week. Um, but yeah, last round of the, the home and away season for the NRL. Where there's a will, there's a way, responsibly. Uh, and speaking of responsible gambling, uh, one of the all-time great sets at Mooney Valley on Saturday, and it looked it looked on paper like mid, I don't know what it was, 2.30, 3 o'clock, we were, we were humming because you've tipped a $5 shot that's just led, travelled and won. How are you seeing it? How are you feeling? It was, uh, yeah, it was a clinic from you, mate. It was uh, very, very impressive just... The first one uh, was a letdown, obviously, but then you just went bang, bang, bang. Uh, one of the great fill-ups, and yeah, it was it was amazing to watch. You just the next race would come up, and it was like you were expecting it to just win. Um, but yeah, it was one of the great clinics I've seen, and it's just what well, are you twenty something, twenty mid twenties units up, and I'm just sitting uh, right behind the lead in second. Yeah, you're running second. <laughs> as a team, as a team, we're well in front, and that's uh, something that we're incredibly proud of. And it'll go up and it'll go down. Um, you just got to ride out the waves. I'm going to start to up my stakes on the Paps set this weekend. Uh, should we kick off now with a little bit of uh, eyes on ponies because it's a phenomenal weekend's racing. Let's kick off, Tommy, uh, Ranwick. The rail's out four metres. We're going to uh, preview one of the lower races because you found a bet, and then we're going to quickly dive through most of the good races there at Ranwick on Saturday. Let's kick off race four, benchmark 94, 1,600-metre race. Uh, take it away. Yeah, it is, mate. It's a nice meeting. It's a, it's obviously the good horses are starting to come back, which is good to see. The There's a there's a fair bit of rain around last well, night. What about yesterday? Yeah, there was uh, just Hail. rain everywhere. Hail everywhere. You know, when you look at the radar, it was actually purple, like the max you could get on, oh, a, oh, yeah. on a radar. Off topic, so, I don't know about your old man, but it sounds like he's a bit of an outdoorsman. My old man's not, but as you know, he's in town. His favourite app on the phone, despite like never going outside, the bomb. Is the- and, he, and he's from Sydney. He's going, oh, there's, there's bloody black and red. It must be absolutely pissing down. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, it was. It was heaving down. Um, so we'll see. I don't think it will affect it too much. Uh, I'd have to have a look at how much exactly how much they had at Randwick, but looks to be a nice day out there today. So if we get another nice day tomorrow, it should be okay for a, for a good four or a so, soft five at, at worst, off six. Um, but yeah, the race race first one we're looking at is race four, benchmark ninety four, sixteen hundred meter. Um, number twelve, Tarazal. I think. This horse is a bit like Victor Hovland. If I jumped off, you'd have to uh, you'd have to come over here and belt me. I've backed it both. <laughs> I'd have I'd, I'd, I'd backed it both times. It's won both. It's it's originally a European horse. This prep, it's flying. Track and trip, 
three three starts, two wins, one third. Um, has had a trial in between last run where it ran the fastest, uh, second fastest last 200, fastest last 100 of the meeting. Um, and yeah, it's it just looks a very, very good good race. There's a, there's speed on. It's going to get a little bit back, probably back off midfield. Probably should have mentioned at the start. It's going to play pretty fair, this track. Um, so I think there's going to be speed in it. The horses that will put the uh, speed in the race, uh, Mission Phoenix, Logan Street Lion, Accession, Machinal, and Kiss the Bride, which will really put the speed in the race, is drawn the widest and will really want to come around. So that will suit Tarazale. Um And I think, yeah, around the $3.50 mark, that's a good bet to have. Yeah, I, I could not disagree. Um, it's hard to knock these sort of types, isn't it? And, and a nice turn of foot over this trip. 55 kilos, the Chad Snowdens. That's how we're kicking off our Saturday at Royal Rarewick. Uh, the next race we're going to look at, just go over, is race six, the Furious Stakes. Uh, this is a nice race, good horses, uh, four mines everywhere. We have a black booker from our black booker reels. If you're missing them, find them on our socials. Summer Lovin' was a black booker for you, Tom, and it's number 11 here in race six. Are you having a bet at this point in time? No, I'm not going to have a bet. It's it's a pretty even sort of race. The the three in the market are probably the ones the that I've sort of got uh, as a bet. Um, just getting it up here, sorry. Yeah, so the ones I'm sort of looking at is Autumn Ballet, Kamachi, and Tis Invincible. Autumn Ballet was really good last start, um, up probably sitting fourth when it was wasn't a day to be up on the speed. Um, mm. Kamachi uh, was from the back. Uh, and absolutely flew home um, in in good in good splits, um, and then Tiz Invincible as well was in a nice spot. Probably I think that was the week week earlier, um, and ran the the fifth fastest two hundred a day and ninth fastest one hundred. So Tiz Invincible's the probably the one that I'd if I was to have a bet would have a bet. Kamachi's the favourite, but yeah, there's not much edge in between them. But um, just wait for, for for mine, I reckon. Um, Tis Invincible on top for me, but probably, yeah, it's a sort of a price-dependent uh, play. Summer Lovin' will get back worse than midfield, but it's a phenomenal race. That's race number six there at uh, Randwick. Race seven, the Concord. 1,000-metre group three worth a million. Now, yeah, remember this. Q Twitter, if it's rained a little bit, like it has yesterday and a little bit today, and the track's absolutely no good on Saturday... Q Twitter blowing up the lux that there wasn't half this prize money put into fixing that track. Just let me get that off my chest. We've got this race. It shouldn't be worth a million, but it's a million dollar field. Nature Strip, Eduardo, In Secret, Freak, Bella Nipatina, Zapateo, Remarked. It's just a phenomenal race. Kalos has already come out, heads to Melbourne. Uh, your speed map here, Tommy, you've got Nature Strip, Eduardo, Remark, In Secret, the sort of guts of the speed. Uh, how do you see this race? Yeah, it's it, mate. It's a very tough race, and I sort of went. We through went it through this last night. night, and it's just like it's. What did we start? We started with one remark. I'm going, Tommy. Look at remarks yeah. trials. It's trial real good. Oh, he's got yeah. a lot of pony. Like he had a stack of pony in that trial. But as we went through them, it was just everyone had pony. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, look. You, I'll go through about. Uh, five or six of them here, like the ones that you mentioned. Number one, Nature Strips. Tried really nicely. It's a nine-year-old. Draws the widest. Is the favourite. Do you want to be backing it at three dollars? Or oh, it's you do you. Um, <laughs> Responsible. I'm not going to turn your. 
not going to turn you away from it. Eduardo, another old boy, but has trialed very nicely. Um, he trialed like he wants to. He's still got a bit of fight in him. Yeah, and it's around the what was it around the seven dollars mark in secret. Had a couple of uh, quieter trials. Didn't show much intent, and it's a thousand meters, so hasn't raced over the thousand meters. So I expect that just to be a nice little um, start off for its campaign. I think not sure where it's going to head. You'd think it try go to the Everest with it. Who knows? It's probably depending on this race, I suppose, doesn't it? How, I, I think of what of it, it did last preparation, the world is its oyster. It could go anywhere and do anything, this horse. I think off the trials, I, I agree with you, and I think it creates a potential hole in this market, which if you're keen, you can bet into. It's currently equal favourite with Nature Strip, $3.20. So if, if you're leaning with Paps and I that perhaps off those trials, your thing will be ridden half cold and just get through its gears. It does potentially open up the race to, to have a bet in two, but I'll let you continue. Yeah, and then number six, Bella Nipotina. Malum comes up here for this ride, gets barrier three. Where does it get to in run? Uh, probably should have won that race at Mooney Valley, was it, when mm. it got held up uh, in, in Peretz, whatever you have. Imperatize. Imperatize won. Well, uh, I disagree because I backed Imperatize, but uh, that's just the, you know... Oh, yeah. No, nothing governs governs us like self-interest. But yeah, it was a great run. It was <laughs> then, a phenomenal performance there. And then number eight, Zapateo, trialed unreal. Was out in front in that trial and was just trucking along. Libertad, who was third in that trial behind Corniche, uh, actually come out and won last week. Um, has a very good first up record. Gets back in the run, though. It's I think it's around it's a it's around the eleven dollar mark. And then obviously the last one is is uh remarked, like you said, trialed enormous, first up record, five starts, three first, one third, uh grows that wide barrier. Um, I think it might get held wide, which is the other issue. But that's the race for mine. Those sort of five or six and it's a very nice race. I'm looking forward to watching it and actually see what uh see what the outcome is. I think there's angles everywhere in this race and Zapatero is one of them. He, he, she, this brazen bow five-year-old mare, is a proper mutter. She exploded and kicked their heads in one day on a bottomless Caulfield track. But there's there's a few mutters in here. So, great race. Can't wait to watch it. Full credits on for making it worth a million dollars. Uh, race eight is the Chelmsford Stakes, over 600 metres, group two, wait for age. Proper racing. Phenomenal race this time. This is a really good race. Good horses. Horses that you can watch and not bet into this race if you don't need to, you don't want to, and you just want to get a bit of a profile for the bigger races moving forward. Horses out of this race will be competitive in the, the grouse races. Yep, yep. Yeah, so the speed map here, there's a bit of speed on. There's Lindemann, Knight's Order, Think It Over. Uh, that will go forward. Major Beal, um, Montefilio will probably be around that midfield mark, which we, which we, who will we, we will be on, sorry. Um, if you remember the Black Booker out of that out of that race, uh, what race was it? Sorry, the Wing Stakes, Montefilia, the first up, Uncle Chris X, uh, D Pain. Mm. It was a big run. Yeah, massive run. Um, flew from the back, fourth fastest two hundred of the day, fastest last one of the day. Draws better here, gets J Mac on from Gibbons, which is just massive. Second up, uh, seven starts, two wins, two seconds, two third. Has won on the track and trip. Gets the 1,600 metres, which is a 200 metres further. Um, yeah, looks looks pretty good for, for mine as a, as a bet. Uh, I've got it marked about the $3.70 mark, $3 to $4 mark. Um, it's around about 480 now. 
Five um, bucks available. Five bucks available. So when it crunches we, and wins, we, you could have had fives. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the dangers will be think it over. Um, who got six lengths head start on Montefilia last start? Won't be that Montefilia won't be that far back from at this start. Uh, much closer in running. And then hinged. Hinged is actually five starts, second up, three three wins and two three wins and two thirds. I think. Um, so. Yeah, they're the, they're the two that are the dangers, but yeah, I'm going to be with Montefilia um, in the Chal- Chalmson Stakes. Chalmsford Stakes, sorry. Chalmsford. Uh, any any opinion, the seven Lindemann, who... Um, Lindemann, yes. I thought trial pretty well, and you could tie the trial in through a couple of uh, horses on the day. Yeah, it went forward, and then um, obviously it was uh, not a great spot to be up up on the speed that day so if you can uh forgive that run i think yeah it's it's not too far away as well all right the last race in sydney that we're going to touch on is another group race perhaps it is the tramway stakes group two 1400 meters uh it's a fat field it's a big field and there's potentially a uh wow a really nice horse <laughs> down the bottom We'll have race nine here. I've got number 16, Alentia. We black booked it. Um, this horse, yeah, its first up run was just enormous. It it absolutely uh, f- just cr- smashed the clock. Like it uh, rated a massive number, a number that, yeah, good horses run first up. Comes here second up, which its previous peak was second up. So I think it can improve again. Um, and if it does get a little bit wetter, it can handle the wet, but I don't think it will. Um, can roll forward here from barrier nine, land in the about first half of the field uh, where you want to be. Um, I think this is yeah, this is a good bet. J Mac jumps off because he couldn't um, meet the weights. See, um, I love so that, guys. You listening at home? He's he's working hard here, and it's going to start to pay off. Like we weren't sure what was going on last night, and full credit to you, you've done the work there. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I love that stuff. The- I respect that that grind. That's good information. This horse is two from two on the heavy. It's one from one on the soft. It's three from two on the good. Yeah. So, yeah, J-Mac will go ride going global um, first up. And, yeah, it wasn't the, the trial. Oh, wasn't I thought the trials great, were so. awful. <coughs> yeah. Um, it looked yeah, like it's... Lucas Glover in the first trial, if you saw it. Sweating <laughs> <laughs> up. Oh, mate, it looked like uh, it looked like we had a, look, look, a game of golf up at the Magic Millions, you know? Hung over and <laughs> yeah. hot as balls wasn't pretty yeah that's good but yeah i think yeah lenchia is a a very very nice bet there there's another one called uh where is it the my over on it it goes pretty well first up as well but draws 10 um is a pretty pretty nice horse has raced in group one class but um yeah i think lenchia is the one to beat for sure what about Pericles, the uh, four-year-old street boss gilding for the uh, Godolphin Army? J-Mac off, Zachy Lloyd on. Now, this must have been a really sort of um, confusing little <laughs> conundrum for you to deal with because Zach has held the number one spot in the PAPS power ranking Sydney jockeys uh, since we started the early crow and for the sort of two or three months we built the early crow. Uh, obviously, that was through the middle of guts of winter. We're getting into prize money season now. Where are we at? Where's Zachy at? He he's look, it's he's a very good rider, but the uh this is probably this is his first season uh not being an apprentice. He doesn't have the claim. Um but yeah, he's a, he'll he'll win some races for sure in the spring. Um but 
J-Mac and Nash and K-Mac, obviously the main ones. And um, So let's just get yeah. some, uh, that's for the punter at home. We're just, we're about to, we're, we're tapping out now. Tapping out from Sydney. Uh, we'll finish off with the, the clarifications. Uh, episode five, Paps, power rankings, one, two and three. Sydney jockeys, please. I think it's a little bit like Justin Thomas, like, oh, Zach Lloyd's playing great golf, but um, I, I want to go with the guys I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with, um, yeah, we'll go, we'll go J-Mac, Nash and Kieran McAvoy, but J-Mac let me down yesterday, so uh, he doesn't want to let me down again. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're the three for now. There could be someone else might come out of the the, the woodwork and uh, really start. Well, Chad Schofield, he, he might just the Chad. Uh, go whip down the outside on a Taraz Allen, sneak his way in. But uh, yeah, there me three. All right, let's head to Caulfield. Um, I believe the rails in the true, which I hate, Tom, because it's a fairly um, it's a fairly even uh, rail position at Caulfield. Obviously, rule number sixteen. You always want to favour horses, like lean to horses that settle midfield or better. Uh, but this is a a rail position that's it's relatively even, which makes life tough for the punter. Um, but we'll kick off, Tom, in race two. It's a benchmark 78, 400-metre race. And there's a horse here that I black-booked, Wars Fold, Nick Ryan. Blake Shin goes on. Uh, it's drawn to get back worse in midfield, but like I said, it's a fairly even track and we're getting double figures, $13 available this horse. If you like to bet each way, this is the opportunity to do that. I don't. It's win or nothing for me. Uh, but I, I just think Wars Fold sets up as a nice bet. His run last start, Tommy, was like good enough and I was worried and I sort of think I might have said it in our uh, social piece that they might try to aim a little bit too high. But although this is a Saturday race, it's a benchmark 78, like I said. So um, uh, I'm keen to be with Wars Fold, who is dropping back in class here. And, uh, yeah, I think sets up to run a really nice race. He's the Seamus Award Gelding's three from six at this trip. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice, mate. There's actually a Sydney horse, Charlton Lane, that's come in. Barry three will get mm. back. Um, so it might be a bit tricky from there, but we'll see how that goes down there. I think that Where horse will almost settle made? midfield. That horse might also settle midfield, Charlton Lane. <laughs> uh, the next race we're going to talk about, Tom's race seven at Caulfield. It's a group three race for the mares. So older girls, four-year-old and up, three-year-olds of fillies, punters playing at home. Um, right. The speed here is solid, but not huge. I think Dancer Jabai, Parasal, Papillion Club, maybe wrote to Arataki forward, Qdaz, bound for home, laced up heels thereabouts. Um, the rest further back. Uh, is the most exciting horse potentially there on Saturday, but I think Parasal sets up as a potential bet here. I'll clarify this in our socials um, like tomorrow or Friday, but this is a really important lesson in in what actual gambling responsibly is if the tracks favored on pace horses for the for the first half of this card then we're going to step into parasol if it's racing really evenly then it loses its advantage and it's no longer a bet and benedetta is going to probably run over the top of them all um, but i think they're the main two players they're both drawn wide so they're going to get nice momentum in their runs um, they've both got uh, quality jockeys on who suit them uh, but I think uh, Jay Carl, the wide draw, Paracel, potentially is going to be the, the one the market comes for, Tom. 
Yeah, nice, mate. Uh, Benedetta is a very, very nice horse. Loves it down the Flemington Strait, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's um, a little bit of so a, a test for it on Saturday. Going around the tight yep. little bendy Caulfield track. The next race, mate, yeah. it's the race eight. Now, it's the McCafe Stakes. It's also known as the Heath. And Tom had a little bet in this race earlier. Uh, you're on Mask Crusader at 15 bucks. Uh, draw nine, probably gets back. I think the speed here is Magic Time, Asfura and Midwest. Midwest are very, very fast animals. Starry Legend, Wee Nessie, Generation thereabouts. I think Ingratiating will show some intent from the inside draw. Callus, who's trialled super. Uh, and heads to Melbourne, could have gone to Sydney, thereabouts. The rest of them get back worse than midfield. Tommy, uh, talk to me about Masked Crusader. Yeah, it's uh, my page is just loading, mate. But, yeah, it's trialled very nicely. Um, it's obviously started around uh, probably a couple of preps ago, around $9 in the uh, in the Everest. It's It hasn't won in a while, but I think uh, Hawks is uh, got it. The Hawks boys have got it going here. It um, It's... it's yeah, it, it loves this track. It's two from two at Caulfield. Um, I think, obviously, the tracks, if it if it's fair, uh, the speed will be on um, and it can come hooning down the outside. But, obviously, we want to see how the track is. But we're already on and I'd love to see it uh, be a nice, fair track just for this uh, bet because it would be a very nice little all-win play that we had early in the week around the $15. Yeah, 15 bucks we took. I think it'll start shorter than that for sure. Uh, two from two track, like you said. Uh, and it won this race two years ago. So uh, it drops right back in grade here. And I think it's a nice play you've, you've had. Uh, yeah, outside first up, of the- it's eight starts, three three wins at first up as well. So, mm. Yeah, it, it sets up nicely. There's horses here that I think are a little bit um, chinky. Ingratiating uh, was very good last start. Size, airborne. Um, been given a little bit of moody magic to, to maintain the prep. I, I expect Bella, Bella Nipotina comes out, which which cars up some market percentage for your all-in bet, so you're locked in there at 15s. Um, I, I think as Fura deserves to be favourite and will be very, very hard to beat, um, I, I want to get around it, but I just can't. I looked at the race more and more and more, and I, I'd comfortably have as Fura as the, the way to play the race as a starting point. Um, but outside of that, it's quite open again, and we want to watch how the track races. Race number nine is the last race we're going to look at at Caulfield. It's a Group 1 weight for age, 1,400-metre race. This is the tippy, tippy top of horse racing. It's an elite race. Brightside, I wish I win. Alligator Blood, the list goes on. My map, punters. Alligator Blood, Bandersnatch, and Anavisto, the speed. Uh, the inevitable Western Empire, Princess Grace, Sydney form, thereabouts. I think Amenable might try and go forward from that wide draw. Brightside, drawn awfully again. Uh, can he pull off another magical ride, Willow? I doubt he can, but I was wrong last time. Uh, the rest of them further back. Osipenko, a black booker for Tommy, rolls down to Melbourne and rolls forward, I reckon, from barrier two or sit sort of midfield. And I wish I win, who might almost be favourite at the moment, uh, has drawn barrier one, is first up over 1,400 metres off a sprinting campaign last start. Is a tricky, tricky setup to handle. Uh his trials were not as good as they were last preparation, but this is a different preparation. I, I find him really, really tricky to read, but I think at the price, I'm going to oppose. I hate the map for the horse. I don't think it suits Luke Nolan, and I think I wish I win will start bigger than $3.50. Is What do you think Moods is doing it with at this prep? Is it st- starting off the 1400 to go <laughs> further, or is it still going to be 
still going to have the sprint trip and go back to the 1200 or what, I think he's what do you think going to happen? I think he's only having two runs this prep, which confuses me and I don't like it, but I'm cautious to, you know, oppose PG Moody's training decisions, yeah. but I'm going to anyway. So uh, I think you have to take the horse on. I think you have to take the horse on just off the, the, the map and the barrier draw. Like inside draws, back and buried, don't suit any jockey. They might suit D Oliver or Blake Shin. They don't suit Luke Nolan. Just, just if the horse was absolutely airborne, I'd still want to be against it just off its map. I think Alligator Blood off its hot, hot trials, like they're very sharp trials in Sydney, is a bet in the Memsey. Uh, I think he'll roll forward. I think he's going to get every possible chance. However, this track races, he can sort of. Be in that slot fresh. He's got a map advantage versus Mr. Brightside. He's a group one operator. And I think Alligator Blood for Timmy Clark and Gabe Waterhouse and Adrian Bott uh, is the easiest bet to have at Caulfield on Saturday, Tom. Nice, mate. Love it. That's ponies. And I think it's time to talk hug the league. Oh, hospital pass. Oh, the lizard's lick. Lizard's oh, lick. How good's that going to be? Righto, Tom, Rugby League, uh, the final round. It's been carved up with uh, late scratchings, uh, just massive changes. Uh, should the should the NRL have the week off like, like you boys do? It's uh, it's an interesting one. It's, um, yeah, the, like the NFL, NFL has it has it off before the grand final. Um, well, the, the, the Super Bowl, you Super call Bowl. it. Super um, Bowl. Yeah, so, yeah, the, it's, it's an interesting one. It's, I think it's very uh, with the rugby league's uh, concussion as well. Like guys will be missing finals for sure. Like going into big finals, grand finals, because they just get so many. But yeah, it's an interesting one. It's I think this time of year it is nice to sort of have a little freshen up and and uh, get into it. But yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a topical question because you don't want to lose momentum if you're going into the finals, or um, sometimes you need that break. So um, yeah, it's a it's sort of whatever you feel, your opinion, whatever you want. So, zero from three last weekend. Very, very disappointing. We, we weren't happy with ourselves. We had a good talk amongst ourselves. We're talking to the lizard. We're trying to find the lizard, but we're going to get through this ourselves. We're going to find a way. We're going to go two and one at worst this weekend. We're going to kick off South versus the Roosters. South, a dollar eighty-five favourites versus the Chooks, a dollar ninety-five. The Lions, one and a half. Tom. Yeah, what what are you doing, mate? I'm I'm not playing I'm not playing this race because last week we I didn't want to play and you fucked us. So we 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 went we went O from three because of you. I wanted the Broncos to be well, to be okay, and then well, well, you went well. against. So did you, you watch that? Us. And did you watch that game? Yeah, and what happened? We took ten and a half line, and they got done by eleven. So we lost by a point yeah, five. We got I think we got one guy binned. For a little putting his little chicken wing out late, or some of the greatest robberies of all time. That captain's challenge off the kick, off the dropout. So yeah. I take full responsibility for my actions, but I feel like we were a bit stiff at the same time. Yeah, well, Broncos were minus eight point five on the on the Thursday when we mentioned it, but yeah, that's um, true. That's all right. True. You uh, you do you, and um, if you want to have this, if you want to have this bet, you have this bet again. I love the Roosters here. 
Sousagon. <laughs> Sousagon. All right. Um, I think the Chooks need a win. They both need a win, but I think the Souths are in all sorts. Uh, injuries. Uh, Rusty, I think Rusty's over in Europe still just circuiting, doing Rusty things. He's not there to sort of get him on the same page. I love the Chooks here, and I'll... Uh, I'll take the one and a half because this could be one of the great games of rugby league. I think. Love it, mate. The next game. That's good. I'll, yeah, I'm. I'm going the next game. Dolphins versus Warriors. Now, this is this is uh, one of the all-time. They, so the Warriors have taken the rest here. Um, they obviously wanted the rest. They've rested. Uh, we'll just go on the initials because they've all got massive names. AFB. <laughs> CNK. <laughs> 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 DWZ Johnston oh, and Egan. Egan, it's like a uh, st- 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 Stacy Jones bloody tongue twister. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they've got pretty much their twos playing, um, and yeah, I just think it's uh, it's the, the Warriors have taken the rest. Dolphins have much better side on paper, but obviously they got haven't got much to play for. Yeah, the Warriors don't really either. Uh, it's a bit of a dead rubber, but I think the Dolphins on paper should be getting this done by at least 4.5, the line is now. So that's my bet, mate. What are your thoughts on there? I love that bet. I'm all in. I'm all in. I also think uh, Jermaine Asako is going to have a like a, an absolute night out. He'll score He'll score plenty of tries. He might score two. Might, two and a half, probably the line for me for J- Jermaine Asako's try times. Uh, the last game we're going to look at the fin, the actual fin, not the dolphins, the original fin, and still the fin. Uh, the sharks, the Cronulla sharks, dollar thirty-five versus the Raiders, three twenty-five. The lines nine and a half. Tommy. Yep, um, sharks here, uh, nine and a half. Like you're saying, it's a it's a big game. The sharks are playing for a home final. Raiders need a win to stay in the finals. Sharks, um, a bit off last week, obviously, but against the Knights, who were playing well. Back at home this week. Uh, I think they really want to bounce back from last week. Had a reality check last week. Um, and I think them at home should get the job done here. Ra- Raiders don't have Papali and Horsebrough. Horsebrough. Horsebrough in the forwards. Is that big is, uh, redhead. That, he's an animal. Real aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think with those two forwards out, I think uh, Sharks will win. I, I completely agree. I think that last weekend uh, was sort of like we were all in as the as the milk, the Raiders were, and we saw like sticky Ricky Stewart was abusing cameraman. So God knows what he did to the boys <laughs> post-game and, and through the week. So um, uh, thoughts and prayers with the, the Raiders players, but I think it's going to be a tough, tough road trip to the Shire. That's Rugby nice League fun. this week. We'll clarify our players and our, our lines uh, across our socials. Make sure you tune in. A little bit of AFL narrative. Down straight to Papley, and the Swans pounce again. That is just so exciting. He's happy with it. He's happy. He enjoyed it. There's Pappenhausen now. <laughs> Tommy, the All-Australian, the All-Australian squad. Um, as a as a outsider, from inside the bubble... How important is it? Do you care at all? Do you care? About what? Like the, the squad. All-Australian squads being picked in an All-Australian side? Is it um, important oh, to a player? P- 
Oh, if picking an all Australian side, that's um, that's definitely a big, big achievement. I, in my opinion, um, the the squad's an interesting one. Um, I've made the squad three times and only been picked uh, once. So, um, it as a younger player, I think. Are you when hanging on that? Are you hanging on the like you're in the squad and then it's like a bit of a nah, distraction nah, nah. for three or like four you're not days? Talent. No, you're not. You're not. Uh, you're not going to a sportsman night and saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, I made the All Australian squad three times." No, no, I meant like um, when, when you're in the squad. Is that like a something that's in your mind going, "Oh, I'm close. I wonder if I'm going to get picked." And like you sort of dwell on that. Yeah, I think like. Um, for me, when I was when I first got picked, I think I was 23 in the squad, um, and like I was like, "Fuck, that's that's pretty cool." Like, there's how many players in the AFL, and you're picked in the best 40 players um, as a 23 year old, like as a young bloke. Like, I reckon a few young boys in there would be thinking that's fucking pretty cool, and I thought that at the time, um, and then yeah, then I made it the following year and got in the actual team. So it was pretty um, for me. I I find it pretty good. Like, I think a squad's like obviously you don't you won't want to you don't hang your hat on that, but um, I think getting recognised for being the top forty players for that year is is a pretty good achievement. I think like Lizard this year, I think he made the squad first time. I'm, I'm sure he'd be pretty um, pretty chuffed that he made the squad and is in the top forty players for the year. And that'll, you, that'll you like sort of give him a bit more even self confidence and belief to push that little bit harder. You think that's what happened with you? Yeah, well, yeah. If you, if you think that way, but. Um, yeah, it's like it's. I think the All Australian is. If you're making the All Australian, it's a great feather in the cap, and um, yeah, as an individual award, it's 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 a very nice touch. So did the lizard make the All Australian side last night? Oh my nah, god! But uh, Errol did. Errol Errol was the um, Errol was the uh, youngest one ever to do it. Wow! It was, uh, a very. That's cool. A, a very nice touch. Um, I think the other one might have been Hannah's at that age, maybe, but um. Yeah, Errol's had amazing years, an absolute gun. I love playing with him. He's a he's a ripper kid as well. So, and this won't be his first one. I think he'll be having around four or five All Australians, in my opinion. Who were the halfback flankers just out of interest that knocked off uh, our man? Oh, Sinclair and Dan Houston. So they were they were pretty locked locked in there. Unlucky. Full credit yeah, to Errol. Uh, Toby Green. Uh, for anyone who's like not an AFL person, which I doubt if you listen to this podcast, but he was a he was a like a bad boy, a, a super talented, uh, strong, powerful forward, but a smaller forward who just sort of like um, like if you were playing FIFA when you were a young bloke, he would have thrown controllers. Uh, <laughs> but he he's like matured, and it's one of the great stories of all time that he's now capped that off with captaining, uh, being named captain of the All Australian side. Tom, it's quite a journey he's been on. It is. It's uh, full credit to him. He's um, he was a bit younger and a bit immature, and like we all are, um, and made a few mistakes. But sometimes you got to live on that edge to uh, to find out where the edge is, and and then you sort of come back from it. But yeah, I'd, Toby Green's my favourite player in the comp. I love watching him play. I reckon he's the, he, in my eyes, he's the most valuable player um, for a team in in the comp. I think if you took Toby Green out of the Giants team that would make more impact on anyone in any team in the comp. He's just got that, like, um, just the war, the way he walks, the the mm. sort of confidence and arrogance he walks with is uh, amazing. I'd, 
it's uh I'd love to play play behind him and under him, but uh, I'm fortunately not going to, um, and won't. But yeah, he's he's just got that. <laughs> just to clarify, he, he he's just got that yeah that um, oh, just that real prick about him that you just I uh, would love to play with him. Yeah, I can I can say that as a as a just as a viewer. Um, and 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 to like I think he's kicked sixty goals this year, which is just extraordinary. Like he's a He's probably a hundred. He's probably just six foot, and like takes and mm. to kick sixty goals is just ridiculous. He's an elite reader of flight. He reads flight yeah, off he's... the off the boot quicker than almost anyone I've ever seen, which gives him that advantage to hold spot. You know, a little bit yeah. like yourself, if we're, if we're looking after each other there. Like that. That's his edge, <laughs> isn't it? Like. He sort of sees what's going to happen before other people see what's going to happen, and he puts himself in those yeah, spots. Yeah, reaction times. Yeah. Um, coaches votes versus Brownlow. How do we say that? Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. It's topical. It's um, I think the coaches see the game a lot better than the umpires because they're watching the game. They they um, understand the game. They understand like, the structure. They, they understand, understand the roles yeah. that people are playing. They know what's going. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think that. The coaches know what's going on more, but I'm not saying that the Brownlow. I'd rather win a Brownlow than win a coaches association award. You know what I mean? Um, and because it's the Brownlow, like the Brownlow's a Brownlow. You, it's got that app, that badge. The the medal is just it's got rich history. Um, but yeah, I still do think the coaches see the game better. But I wouldn't. Uh, I definitely wouldn't uh, say I'd rather win a coaches association award than um, a Brownlow. I think although, that's incredibly well summed I've, up. Although I do think that the coaches' association do find the best player for the year, and some sometimes the umpires may not. Yeah, well, like, but they've got a much harder job too. Like the umpires are running around sweating like sweating like pigs, trying to uh, yeah, like officiate be... one of the the toughest games to officiate in the world. With like, let's be honest. Even at whatever level you played, you're trying to trick them as much as you can, particularly the the craftiest small forwards out there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they they yeah, it's such a tough job. The umpires, the umpire, get abused, and then um, and then from the crowd and bloody everything else, and then come out and find three best players on the field. But yeah, full credit, full credit to them. Um, they they do a phenomenal job. Yeah, we love golf. golf this week we're going to head to europe we're going to head to switzerland i'm not going to try and pronounce the name but it's uh it's in switzerland it's in the alps it's it's lined with massive trees it's tight fairways tiny greens uh it's a par 70 6800 yarder so it's shorter than the pga but it's there's no you get punished if you miss it's going to be all about your approach shots to these tiny little greens uh, we're going to send out our staking plans or our bets uh, across the socials. Uh, the average score for this course is 16 under since 2000 and seven of the last nine, Tommy, seven of the last nine European Masters have been won in a playoff. Who are you with? Wow. Mate, I'm just with uh, Matt Fitzpatrick here. I know he's the favourite, but he's won here twice, um, finished ninth in the FedEx. I think he's just better than these. And if he's if he's plays... Um, half 
with what he's been playing. I think he just gets the job done here. He's got the got the course, knows it well, and yeah, I just I just think he's a good player around the ten dollar mark. Beautiful work. Uh, mine will be across the socials. Let's head now to finish off episode five with our viewer questions. Take it away, Tom. Viewer questions this week. The first one, Tom, uh, I'm not sure who it comes from, but we will be in touch. Favourite saying when cheering home a horse? I think I know what your one is. Yeah, mate, this is uh, this is a fair few of our, our boys uh, at the club. It's uh, be tough. Like, be tough. Be tough. When it's, when it's in, <laughs> Where did be tough come front, from? I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know. Um, but it's... Uh, me and Jazzy McInerney love it, and yeah, when your horse is just leading and it's just neck and neck, and it's and it's just just yeah, just got to hang on for that last hundred meters. Just scream, be tough, and it usually gets there. I've got stages, so I've got like um, like rhythm, rhythm, like early because I want to just get him in a rhythm. Then I got like three gears, I like the six, seven hundred. Three gears. Just want them to like ease through the gears. Three gears. Three gears. Three gears. They're sort so, of internal so that's ones. Real, that's real tech. tech yeah, 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 yeah. And then basically the last like four hundred, I just roar at the jockey. So I'm like, like I remember we had a horse running at um at Sandown, Boss Queen, and and we had a big bet, ten bucks started shorter, and all the owners were there with me, and I'm I'm going, come on Ollie, come on Ollie. Oh, Damien Oliver's riding it. Come on, Ollie. Come on, Ollie. And they're going, go, bossy, because she's called Boss Queen. And in my <laughs> mind, I was so angry. I was like, it's not fucking Glenn Boss. It's Damon Oliver. <laughs> but they were calling her the horse. I just couldn't even contemplate what they were doing. Uh, yeah, so I, I, roar at the, I roar at the jockey hard and just motivate the jockey to ride out my pony uh, the last sort of 200 metres. You would have seen uh, last week, Dicko obviously uh, had a great week and he was randomly dressed in a Kenny Powers outfit. Um, why was that, Dicko? What, what's, what's the go there? Uh, Kenny Powers uh, of East Bound and Down fame, which is one of my favourite shows of all time. Um, Kenny Powers outfit and a couple of them were my sort of go-tos on my Silly Sunday Mad Mondays uh, when I played at the club level, uh, the park level. And uh, I still have a few. I have a couple. I have two at the moment and I, I bring them out uh, when I'm feeling good. And um, my daughter didn't know what was going on on Saturday, <laughs> but uh, well, <laughs> it's good. I wear it sometimes. Not the not the hat and the wig, but I wear like the the top to the park or something at the playground, and you can just sell, tell like the good bloke dads who like understand comedy when they look <laughs> at you and they laugh, whereas other guys look at you like you're a freak. So uh, yeah, I love Kenny Powers, and if you haven't watched Eastbound and Down, um, that'll be the best bet I'll give you all weekend. Four seasons of just comedy gold. It's different. But Danny McBride's one of the great operators all time. Nice, mate. What else? Tom, favourite. If you could train a horse, what was a what would be the one like attribute? What one thing about that horse you'd want? I just want gate speed. Oh yeah. Just just to ping out of the gates, because like you know, Dicko, the the horses that settle. Always, well, the horses that give them chance to race and settle first half of the field and it landing the first four is is uh it's got the better chance of winning the race. So for me, pinging the gates and just like I mean pinging the gates, pinging lids, like, lid pinging. Yeah, yeah. What about you? I would have said line chaser, like before I started the bloodstock business. Now I'd probably just say like 
a, a sound, tough horse. So it can get through it can get through work and it can it can handle like a Keats. Like he's no not a absolute superstar, but he's tough, strong and sound and he just goes and goes and goes. Um yeah, nice. last question. You can have one horse to own, uh one horse to own to win a a very rich race, Flemington six hundred meter, a miler. The All-Star Mile is at Flemington, 600-meter race. You can own one pony. What are you doing? Jeez, it's... Uh, and it's got to be racing I, now. Animo's just, off, the, off the... He's in the barn doing some of his best work. Ooh. He's um, been a very busy boy. Jeez. You mind. go first. I'm going to have a quick think. Fangirl. Fangirl. Oh, yep. Big, filthy, um, Flemington straight, Uncle Chris, prize money, J-Max sticks. You'd have a stack of pony at like the 700. It'd be traveling deluxe, sort of midfield, just worse. He'd peel lanes four, five, six, potentially. Get through your gears, son. Get through your gears, son. Go past the P&O ship cruise, which is the grandstand at Flemington members, and then just start roaring at J-Max to get it done. Clock tower stuff. Uh, there's, there's one that uh, Plus, runs really Tom, well. Pink, and pink the- silks. Very easy to see when in the run. Love that. Osipenko. Yep. Osipenko, I reckon, will win a, win a race um, at Flemington this year, this spring, over the 1,600 metre. This prep. It was this a huge spring. last start. This, this prep, yep. Yeah, right. right Osipenko that's, that's and we'll, Fangirl. Um, who's winning? I reckon, what do you reckon about the, uh, the when, you, when your horse is racing, what are you screaming at the TV? Yeah, they win. They win. They win, they win a, a case, don't they? Yep, a doozy, a doozy case, so we'll, we'll ship that out to you. Right, get in touch, Jez. You have one question of the week. You get a case of a doozy uh, from uh, the early crow. Guys, I hope you have a phenomenal weekend. I hope it's half as good as it was last weekend for us on the punt. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode six. Tom, you just keep dominating. Get yourself right. Get around the boys. Uh, big week on the simulator. Um, PS5, do whatever you guys need to do to get yourselves right. It's a huge, huge weekend for the boys, and uh, I hope everyone just keeps winning. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Early Crow. Follow the socials immediately. You already should, but if you're not, do it again. Make sure you have because we will be giving out our staking plans for Saturday's racing across our socials. Yeah, bye for now.